Welcome to a very, very spooky Halloween episode of Classic Movies Live. That's right, we're going to talk about Halloween Kills. That's why it's the Halloween episode. Also, it comes out right around Halloween, so it kind of works out. This is the latest movie in the Halloween franchise, and it is... Uh, it defies expectations in very scary ways. Uh, if you want to go into this blind, we, we do what we always do, which is say we're not going to spoil anything, and technically we don't spoil any big plot points, but like, we're, this is a pretty spoiler-filled episode. So there's no spoiler warning. There are potential spoilers in this movie, so if you want to go see Halloween Kills, uh, honestly, if you want to go see Halloween Kills at all, I would not recommend listening to this podcast first. But if you just want to hear the music for Halloween Kills, here is John Carpenter's Halloween theme. But I'm going to try and find just the exact specific version from Halloween Kills. Here it is. of Classic Movies Live, the pre-recorded show where we talk about movies that just came out. And this is our very last episode of October, and I keep forgetting to say Spooky Movies Live or Spooktober or anything. I keep forgetting to make a clever pun, so we're just going to talk about Halloween instead. Mm. Um, I guess we're going to talk about the new Halloween, but I want to talk about the less new but still kind of new Halloween first, because, uh, Pierre, did you ever see the original Halloween, like 1978? Uh, I might have. <clears throat> if I have, it's been a while, and I don't really remember it that well. Um, so yeah, I can't tell you if I have. Um, I had the very, uh, very cool opportunity to watch Halloween, like a double feature in 2018 of the first Halloween, Halloween 1978. And then the new Halloween at the time, Halloween 2018. And like, that's such a good double feature. Um, because the first Halloween movie is like, it's a really, really, really good 1970s slasher. Uh, it wasn't the first one by far. So like it already, it does establish, it does help establish a lot of those old slasher tropes, but it's also already building on what, on what exists. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, up to that point, there's there's things that are already common in slashers. You know, you have you have your teenagers that are doing dumb things and they all get killed one by one by this menacing bad guy who, you know, ends up being I don't know, something creepy. It's it's, it's it, we haven't gotten to the point yet where it's always the friend or something because we're not into scream territory just yet. But like in Halloween um in Halloween John Carpenter, he like creates this character of Michael Myers, who the whole concept of him is just that he is the most evil person that John Carpenter can imagine. Like 
and like yeah. blindly evil. It's not that he has a that he has a purpose or anything. He's just like exists to do evil things. So like he goes around and he'll just kill people with no like no reason, no remorse, nothing. He just does that evil act and then he moves on to the next one. Completely so, like force just of nature. Cold. Yeah, exactly. He's a force of nature. And um in that first movie, like he's a force of nature, so he seems almost inhuman because nothing about him is human. But at the end of the day, he is just a guy. Like he's mm-hmm. killable. Yeah. I bring that up because that's gonna come up at some point. <laughs> that's gonna become important. Anyway, in the new in the newer Halloween movie, 2018, it's it's like uh, it's a reboot of the uh, it's kind of a reboot but kind of a sequel to the original one where Michael Myers like he's just a guy in prison and then he escapes prison which is what happens in the first one too he just escapes prison uh, uh, he escapes prison and then he goes on a killing spree again because he's Michael Myers he's an evil killer that's what he does but the first but the the I'm gonna start referring to this as the first Halloween movie even though uh, I'm talking about the 2018 one, which is like the fifth or something. Yeah. But like uh, in the first movie, there's kind of an interesting theme of uh, Michael Myers is going on a killing spree 40 years after his original killing spree. And like some of the people who remember that killing spree are still around. So there's this theme of like, uh, you know, we couldn't stop him then and we can't stop him now, but we want to stop him now. And then the main character is played by Jamie Lee Curtis returning from the first movie. And she thinks Michael has it out for her, but she actually, but he actually doesn't. But like way back then she was traumatized from that event. And that trauma made her a very, very lonely, uh, angry old woman. Hmm. And so like, there's these themes of not letting go of the past and uh, regret and like trying to go through and like trying to work through old traumas in the uh, costume, basically, of a big slasher movie. And um, the 2018 one fits a lot of the newer slasher tropes. Like it's way more gory than the fir- than the original 1978 movie. Yeah. Um, but like it's still kind of toned down in comparison to like over the top gory stuff that we have now. Um, but yeah, it's just a really good, more modern slasher movie. And, um, I guess I know we're talking, we're, we want to talk about Halloween kills and we'll get there, but like, what did you think of the first Halloween? Because I really think <clears throat> it is important to have that opinion and when, and put that in, uh, in comparison with our, with, uh, what we feel about the second about Halloween kills, mm. because I really think that that movie um, has to be compared to the last one. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought that first Halloween was really, really good. Uh, I thought it, it felt like a natural continuation. Like a lot of sequels and reboots feel kind of forced. This actually does feel like a natural continuation from like, I guess the first Halloween, I heard the other, it kind of ignores the events of the other ones, I think. Um, I think there may be a, a reference somewhere that Halloween two kind of happened eventually at some point, but it's mm-hmm. basically like Halloween happened. And this is now, this is now the new Canon Halloween two. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like it, it felt like a, a natural starting point where, 
Jamie Lee Curtis is, like you said, completely changed it as a person. Kind of like very, very similar to a. Uh, it felt inspired by, I guess, the Terminator series, where Sarah Connor in the first one is more of a, a vulnerable being, uh, running away, uh, or trying, trying, just running away for their life. Whereas, and then like after a period of time, we see that they have trained and learned to actively fight back. If that makes sense. Um, yeah. And I guess the interesting contrast between the two is in Terminator two, that's pretty much unambiguously considered a good thing. Sarah Connor is definitely the hero of Terminator two, but in the new Halloween movie in 20 Halloween, 2018, uh, that's not framed as a good thing. Like, Jamie Lee Curtis is a bitter old woman who is the hero of the movie, technically, but, like, nobody likes her. She's clearly missed out on her entire life because of Michael Myers. Mm -hmm. And, like, the whole movie is about how much she kind of sucks, as does Michael Myers. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which, I mean, I guess is, like, a a cool... I guess I don't know if they how heavily they want to tackle. But it's a cool commentary on like post traumatic stress, um, mm-hmm. and like I guess m- learning to move on. Even though I guess the themes are kind of skewed because, it in a way, it's good she didn't move on because Michael Myers did come back. Um, but then also he might not have. I don't because she wasn't the target, right? so she might have been completely fine if she never went after him. If that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's how it worked. But anyways. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's great. And it's, it's kind of dark and it's, uh, great character work. It really set the stage for like possibly a trilogy, but it was also a a very good movie in its own right. Um, it could have been very easily self-contained, honestly. It, it pretty much was. I Mm -hmm. like, yes, it does have an ending that I can see having like something build off of, Mm -hmm. but if you ended it there, that would be a great ending just to Halloween. Yeah. And then like, I, I you can probably see Halloween one and Halloween two is like a good duology and uh, like a great duology, honestly, a mm-hmm. good start and finish. So yeah. Um, yeah. And I, 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 I definitely think it's a reboot that a lot of other studios should look to for inspiration in terms of how to bring back these old properties and make them, actually interesting story-wise uh and not just bring them back for no reason if that makes sense so yeah so speaking of actually interesting stories why don't you summarize the basic story of halloween kills let's start actually talking about this movie um so halloween kills actually to my surprise uh happens right after the events of the first halloween movie um sorry yeah the 2018 halloween movie can i just Um, say that mm. is that's an incredible idea. I really, really liked that choice. Really? Oh, I didn't like it we'll, at all. We'll, we'll we'll talk about how I feel they squandered that choice later <laughs> on. Yeah. But I really liked that choice. Mm. Um. So yeah, they, it takes right, place right after the first Halloween, and it's a uh, uh it, it mostly it's it's almost like a an epilogue movie in a way. I've never seen anything like it, but it's very much like like the Jamie Lee Curtis is, is recovering from her injuries. So she's kind of out of commission. She has to go to the hospital. Uh, Michael Myers is still alive. Uh, and um, the town must 
while with Jamie Lee Curtis out of the way, uh, the rest of the town has decided that enough is enough and that evil, <laughs> evil dies tonight. <laughs> and they, uh, are going to take down the threat of Michael Myers themselves as a, as a town, I guess. Um, which leads to interesting complications. Um, which includes when I say the town, it also includes the granddaughter of Jamie Lee Curtis's character. I'm sorry. I don't remember any of their names and sort of Judy Greer. who was the daughter of Jamie Lee Curtis in the movie. And it also includes, and this is a choice. I'm, I'm a little, I don't know if I'm surprised about this, but it was interesting to see. Um, it also includes, all of the children from the first Halloween movie, like with the actors reprising their roles, almost with almost all the actors being like the same actors from 1978. So you just have all these 40 year old losers at a bar that want to kill Michael Myers because apparently <laughs> they never had anything going on in their lives. Yeah, that was, there was a very tough, uh, a very rough exposition scene by Anthony Michael Hall where it's, uh, he shines a spotlight at random people in a bar who are victims of Michael Myers and announces who they are, when they were hurt by Michael Myers and why. And a very like, it's like, it's like they were at, he was announcing people at the end of a stage play where it was like the role of this was played by this person and then everyone claps yeah. or whatever. But this was done non-ironically in a very awkward scene. So yeah. And he yeah, he introduces yeah, he introduces all of them and he like just recounts very briefly the events of the first Halloween movie in the mm. most cringe speech I could think of. I like don't know how someone both wrote that, said it like wrote that, said it was good gave it to Anthony Michael Hall and then recorded that several times because like, it's probably not one full take from different angles or anything. Yeah. And thought, you know what? Mm -hmm. This is good. <laughs> Let's put this in the movie. Yeah. It was extremely cringe. Well, I mean, what makes it even worse is I bet, I wonder if it's possible that they, they fix up the speech with what they were given <laughs> compared to like the actual speech in the script, which terrifies oh, me. That's that's um, possible too. Potentially, yeah. But anyways, yeah. The dialogue in this movie was very, very rough. Um, that was the least of my concerns, though. There was lots of weird things happening in this movie. I, I will say I've never seen... I've never... like I understand like people acting stupid in horror movies is like, a very common trope. I've never seen groups of people or individual people this stupid in a in a horror movie or just a, almost like a movie in general like ever i i could not believe what i was watching um and how the director yeah, to, thought uh, that this was logical oh. do you want to try a uh, an exercise that i had to do in some of my old creative writing classes sure i think i think this might be this might be a good <laughs> a good place to do this uh i think we've done this on the on the podcast before too let's do a compliment sandwich so okay. I already know one thing I really liked about this movie. I'll mm. give you some time to think about one thing you really liked about this movie. And then like, I'm going to talk about why I liked that thing. And then uh, you can talk about the thing you liked. And then I'm going to talk about the thing that I liked. I liked it a lot, but I also have some very mixed feelings on elements of it. So I'm going to talk about what I liked. Then you can talk about what you liked. And then I'll talk about what I didn't like about the thing I just said. 
and uh, we can see if if that sort of works into some kind of a format. This is this is off the rails. Classic movies live. Um, so I have to find something I liked and say it. Try, yeah, I'm gonna start talking about um, something I really like. <clears throat> While I'm doing that, sure. why don't you try I and will. figure out something you liked? Sure. Okay. So I think it was a really cool idea that they will not be doing, unfortunately. But I thought it was a really cool idea to have an entire trilogy of movies all set on the same night and not like one one of them is set on halloween one year the next one is set halloween the next year the next one is set halloween the year after i think it's a really neat idea that like halloween one is happening and halloween two and like the next halloween movie is either directly after or also happening at the same time i thought that was the coolest idea of what they could do for a trilogy that would make it like actually different than anything I've seen before. And this movie starts out by being that insofar as it takes place literally at like the minute after the first, uh, the first Halloween movie. Um, it does end on a way in a way where I would be very, very shocked if they are able to do that with the third movie. And this is a trilogy. Like, I don't think the third movie can realistically start the minute after this movie ended. Um, and I also really doubt that the third movie will be other things that have been happening during this one long Halloween night. So I don't think that's what they're going for with the trilogy, but when the movie started and it looked like that might be the case, I was immediately on the edge of my seat, very invested, Um, which may have bit me in the ass later on. Anyway. (laughs) Um, Oh man, I got to think of something, huh? Uh, I, I guess the, the, uh, the action, some, I, I will say Michael Myers. I can't remember what it was like in the first one. Um, the The killings were really brutal, um, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of cool because it really, I guess, cemented him as like a, a huge force. Uh, I think it was a little like I, I after reading about the first Halloween movies, I heard it was a little too extravagant um, for the Halloween series. Like usually, Michael Myers is much more clean, whereas this time it was like. It felt it felt like a little too like he was killing impartially before, right? Um, mm-hmm. Whereas this time, it kind of felt more like he was trying to make people suffer as much as possible and hurt them personally mm-hmm. in in weird ways, um, which is interesting. But I thought I thought the killings were were very visually interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, I would actually say that, like, from what just building off what you're saying there, uh, he these killings his the character of Michael Myers is basically all of his character moments are kills. That's how he is characterized basically. And in the earlier movies, he's like the reason he's so creepy and so inhuman is because he will just, he kills, as you said, impartially and like very cleanly. He'll just, it's super brutal because of how little emotion goes into any killing here Mm -hmm. in this movie, more so than any of the other ones. Um, he, as you said, makes them suffer a lot more, but he like plays with them a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a scene where he turns a man into a jack-o'-lantern, which is really funny, but it's not Michael Myers, at least not from the previous movies. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know if that was totally consistent. I mean, I, I guess I just kind of liked it because it was the only 
It's the only part of the movie that really stuck out to me. <laughs> I think. It, I think in a way, it definitely it, was really funny. Yeah, like the whole jack o' lantern thing. I thought it was kind of cute, but like, <laughs> I think like if I was taking this movie seriously, I probably wouldn't have liked it. Um, but I wasn't taking the movie seriously anymore, so I thought, oh, okay, these killings are kind of kind of fun. They're interesting. I think the characterization through these through the killings of my, like Michael Myers characterization through his killings. The only thing that bothers me about it in this movie is that it's inconsistent because I think he had a lot of interesting characterization through his killings here because like when he would kill someone and he, and the ways that he would kill people in Halloween kills um he came across as very very immature. Mm-hmm. So like it basically just characterized him as a stunted child, like a yeah. demented child. But like, you don't like it means something when someone when a killer turns someone into a jack o' lantern. Yeah, I mean, what it means is that they're having a they're 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 taking the piss and they're having a bit of fun. But like, you know, you have to be a specific kind of character to even think of that. Yeah. So it's not so much that that I I think that like. The bad part of that isn't actually that, you know, that his killings are necessarily extravagant. It's actually just that they're inconsistent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, with his character. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so now can we talk about the bad stuff? <laughs> that- well, yeah, now that we've complimented, now that we've got a compliment out of the way. Yeah, there's uh, I don't, a lot of the the plot makes no sense. I think a big a big shame was taking out uh, Jamie Lee Curtis from all of the action. She just kind of sat around and did nothing all movie, and um, and it was like not in like an interesting way. It was a really boring way of doing nothing. Um, I read a review online that said Halloween Kills feels like Jamie Lee Curtis died six minutes into filming, and they just had to do what they just had to work around it. Yeah, like all her shots were like in the hospital, I guess. Um, and she can't do much um, because I guess she's injured from the last movie. But uh, yeah, like she, she's the star of the movie and she has no effect on the movie. Not much screen time, not much dialogue. Uh, the little dialogue she has was with that like cop and that flashback to Halloween. Was that Halloween 2 they were referencing? I, or? I think that was a flashback. I think that... In terms of time, that was a flashback to Halloween 1. Okay. But that was not a scene that occurred in any of the movies, I don't okay. think. Um, like, I think that was a wholly original scene. Yeah, anyways, that whole plot line she had where she was kind of, like, looking back at the past and, like, reminiscing about the first Halloween sort of was just really out of place and didn't lead anywhere. And I didn't really understand the reference, like, what they were referencing. Um, I don't know if they reflected on it more in the Halloween one, but uh, either way, because I, I liked Halloween one because it 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 acknowledged what happened in the first movie, but it was very standalone. This movie, you had to like, because I've seen Halloween one, but you had to have like watched Halloween one like very recently to make this movie make more sense. If that makes sense, because they're very much mm-hmm. part of the same. Uh, story especially because this doesn't have as much story because like I said earlier it feels like the epilogue a very long epilogue to the first Halloween movie Um, well so I'm gonna probably keep coming back to what I to to the fact that I thought that 
three Halloween movies all on the same night is a really cool idea because I, I like every complaint I have about this movie, at least some component of it bleeds back into, they really squandered the potential of this. And like early on in the movie, you know, we get again, early on in the movie, this movie starts one minute after the last one ends. Mm-hmm. And no, but then also all of the flashbacks are things that happened on the night of the original 1978 Halloween, but that weren't shown in the movie, which I think is kind of interesting because like if the first movie is, this is how Michael Myers affected Laurie Strode's entire life after that Halloween first Halloween movie, then this movie is about, and this is the thesis statement of this movie, which again, I think is so squandered. This movie is really about how that one killing spree in 1978 affected the whole town which is an interesting, like, I think that's an interesting idea, but I think that stops being interesting once you've said the sentence. Because, real, like, let's say, uh, right now, we both live in Kelowna, right? Yeah. Let's say that tomorrow, there's a killing spree in Kelowna. And, like, mm-hmm. no, it comes out of nowhere. No one's expecting it. It shocks the world. All of Kelowna is going to be talking about this for probably the next year. Mm-hmm. Come back in 40 years. It's history. It happened. Do you think that every single person in Kelowna is still going to be traumatized over it? Probably Mm. most of them won't remember it. Yeah. And like, I understand that the first Halloween movie, 1978, like that was a, what happened in that movie would have been traumatic for anyone involved. But this movie takes place 40 years later and like I'm sure the town has moved on. I'm going to be I'm going to be honest, that cringe speech at the beginning, it kind of sounded like the entire bar was humoring that guy cuz he does this every week. It's like, yeah. "Oh my god, this guy again." All right. <laughs> yeah. So awkward. Oh my god. Um yeah, there's a lot of awkward speeches in this movie. Uh and uh weird motivations and stuff there's like that whole the whole town wants to hunt michael myers down so everyone's like evil dies tonight and stuff like that and it's very um i don't know it's just it's a lot it's very frustrating to hear all all of the time because uh it doesn't always make much like sense there's a there's a kind of a subplot with the hospital where they're trying to hunt down this guy and um they think he's Michael Myers and it's so obvious he's not Michael Myers and uh it gets the entire hospital into a frenzy or it gets a lot of the town into a frenzy and uh it's like that that entire subplot is wasted because it there's no believable way that that guy could have potentially been the serial killer Michael Myers he was just a random guy that jumped into the plot for no reason and they tried to hunt him down and it was like why is this here and it didn't change anything Um, Well, and especially right at the beginning, they show news footage. They don't show us, the audience, this. They show this to the entire, the entirety of everyone who's currently on screen, which is a lot of people. They show news footage of two people have escaped from the prison. One of them is Michael Myers. And then they like see this random old man who's not wearing the mask. Yeah. Do, Do you? That's the other person. Yeah. That's just the other and person. He's not you guys even, know this. He's not even like, like he's like really short. He's like, I want to say like, well, not really short, but he's like, he looks like he's like at least like less than six foot. 
He's stocky. He's not muscular. There's no conceivable way he could run through a crowd and people would believe this is the man that has murdered dozens of people, like straight up. And it was just yeah. like that whole thing was. And I get the. I guess the theme of it was like, was like, oh no, like like now Michael Myers has evil has infected the entire town and like we're all turning against each other. But it was like there was it, it like at least make it believable that you would have thought it was the real Michael Myers. I just I never bought it. And mm-hmm. that whole scene was just really stupid. Uh, and that was basically like one it, of the main subplots. That was actually, that was kind of the main plot in a way. Um, and that was like honestly, a solid 30 like, minutes. They, they should have cast that guy a lot better because I don't even think it would be hard to necessarily to, to mistake who the guy is that my, that's actually Michael Myers, because uh, they they go very far out of their way never to really show him with his mask off, but it does come mm-hmm. off at one point, and he's a pretty built old man, but he's just an old man. Like, yeah. as long as you get an old man who's like 6'5", I would believe that's Michael Myers if he doesn't have yeah. a mask on. Sure, why not? Yeah, that would have been very believable. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, they just really and had instead to they got them. like. And instead, they got a guy who looks like Danny DeVito on a budget. <laughs> yeah, they did. It was just kind of. I mean, okay, that. I guess this is kind of like a compliment, but like, if, if this wasn't okay, if this didn't follow the original Halloween, which was really good, I I don't think I would have minded it much as much. But this movie is actually hilarious, like in the weirdest ways possible. It's a funny, really funny movie. Um, oh yeah. Because, like, none of the, like, all the characters are acting completely ridiculous. Like, Anthony Michael Hall was actually so funny throughout the whole movie because he's giving these impassioned speeches the whole time. And it's so corny and cheesy, but it's getting everyone fired up. Um, He has this bat that he steals. Like, apparently, I think it was, like, the bartender had this cool backstory for this bat he had at the bar. And then Anthony Michael Hall just steals this, like, valuable bat that he has. And he's like, he takes it and he's like, I'm going to kill Michael Myers myself. And he's like, with a bat, right? Like, this isn't even like, like a huge bat, like with like a nail through it or whatever. It's just a regular bat. And we've seen yeah. Michael like plow through people with guns and chainsaws and axes. And this guy's like, but this bat's going to do it. Um, and it was just so like, every time he was on screen, it was hilarious because he was basically, he was like a character from SpongeBob. Like one of those guys that starts the riots. For no reason. I mean, for really stupid reasons. I, like I said earlier, it felt like everyone in this movie, at least so in the bar scene where he's giving his speech the first time, it felt like everyone was just humoring him. Like he comes in and does this every week. And the best way to just get him off stage is to just say, ah, yeah, yeah, I remember. And then like yeah. wait until he leaves so the comedian can come on. Yeah. And like that's what that scene felt like to me. And every other scene after that felt exactly the same. Like he always felt like he's just this random dude that he was he was a big shot in elementary school and people just don't know how to tell him no yet. Yeah. <laughs> he's like sixty, like sixty years old. Uh he's acting like yeah, like he's in elementary school or something. Like, we can't let mm-hmm. him bully us guys. We're gonna team up and like take over the town ourselves. Um, evil dies tonight. <laughs> evil dies tonight um that was holy i laughed every time they said that after a while 
Because um, like, oh, it just really, felt like they're really going with this, eh? Yeah, like no one knew what the hell they were talking about, but they were just like, "Oh yeah, like, evil dies tonight, guys!" Right? Um, there was the whole—I don't know who these actors were, but they look kind of familiar. A uh, little John and Big John. Um, oh, yeah. They they were like this couple uh, that lived in the old Michael Myers house, and like I, I don't know if this is like. Like it was just hilarious that them being called Little John and Big John, and then also like they knew who Michael Myers was, and like the how he killed like his family or whatever in that house, and so they set that up in the movie. But then when they see someone invade their house and they see blood, like someone's hand covered with blood, they're like they're instantly like, okay, we're gonna search this house and see who the person is. And they don't call the cops, and then Big John, one of the characters. Literally, he pulls out like a cheese knife, like it's like it's like two inches long or something like that, expecting to kill Michael Myers with it. It was just like, what, what is happening? And then they were going through the house and they're going like Big John, Little John, like Marco Polo to make sure they were both okay. It was so funny, dude. Oh my god, oh, dude, Little John and Big John were an SNL skit. Like, I don't know if they were actually an SNL skit, but that's exactly what they were in this movie. Like. Yeah. Little John was called Little John because he was the taller of the two Johns. Big John was called Big John because he was the smaller of the two Johns. (laughs) And Big John would only ever pick up small knives. And Little John would only ever pick up big knives. It was really funny. It's like, these are Dr. Seuss characters. And then when they, okay, this is, this might be a spoiler, but like, I mean, a lot of people, I don't want to say, a lot of people die in this movie. Okay. So I feel like this, oh, I yeah. can say, but like when Michael Myers kills them, they are, we see a picture, a framed picture of them in a certain position. And then the camera pans to them killed in the exact same position they were in that like romantic photo. So it's like Michael Myers saw this romantic photo and he's like, I'm going to lay them out perfectly side by side. Cause I think that'd be really cute. <laughs> like, see, and this is another so example of like, and like this is the uh, this is the other kill that I wasn't mentioning when I said he turns a man into a jack o' lantern at one point. It's like he does this because that's what you would do if you were a child, right? If you're yeah. a child and you kill these two people, then you're like, oh, it would be really funny if I do this. And that's what <laughs> yeah. Michael Myers is doing in this. And like, yeah. yes, it is really funny, but like, how am I supposed to buy that this is the same Michael Myers from the last two movies? Yeah, I just yeah that idea of him like Matt like like quickly murdering someone and then just standing there and be like, okay, how can I like, like slowly dragging the bodies and like trying to like figure out how he wants to frame the killing and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. It's really, it's actually kind of funny. So yeah, there was some, I mean, Danny McBride was a writer in this. I wonder if he, I don't know how like his writing skills are. So maybe he was doing it accidentally, but maybe some of these scenes were done on purpose to be like kind of funny and like maybe a saving grace for the movie in a way. I kind of don't think so because Danny McBride was a, um, was a writer on the other one too. The one right before this. Oh, really? Danny McBride is really funny, (laughs) but he's not, but I do not get the impression that he's trying to write these as comedies. Mm. Like, I think this, I think that like he, I've gotten the impression that he is a big Halloween fan and he wants to write these because this is his serious take on the franchise. And like, I was impressed with the first one. I'm really not with this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, especially the whole. I guess we didn't touch. We, we want to touch on it a bit. They reveal that, or they they kind of go down a path where I guess it's still kind of subtle. Like you're not really sure, but they're implying that Michael Myers is not just a person, but like a supernatural entity, uh, basically in the movie. Um, and I really don't like that, especially how, with how the first one set up set him up. If that makes sense. I think that like a big part of both what makes Michael Myers so scary, but what makes him such a good villain is that at the end of the day, he is human. He's like crazy strong and almost inhuman in like how he acts. But if you were to say drop a nuclear bomb on him, he would die just like everyone else. Yeah. Or like if you actually managed to shoot him in the head, he would die because he's just a human. Mm-hmm. But then like by the end of this movie, he's so much more than that. And it's like, oh, cool. So he's an idea and you can't yeah. kill an idea. Great. It's like, why? Um, and I, I really, I feel like kind of kills my interest in seeing Jamie Lee Curtis fight him because it's like, it doesn't feel normal. It's like she's fighting a demon basically. And it's like, okay, well you can't really physically do that at least in other horror movies i haven't seen that so um well and like these movies are fairly grounded so like if you if we've established that a single person probably can't kill michael myers and then in this movie we establish that many people fighting together also can't kill michael myers then what's the point yeah exactly he's he's so he's so (laughs) much of a threat that there's nothing interesting about the fight against him anymore Mm -hmm, yeah um especially like there are scenes where like i think characters could have easily killed him killed him and they just don't for some reason like it happens very consistently um Mm -hmm. there's multiple times where that's that's i mean that's part of why like the characters like michael myers just walks everywhere and no one runs everyone he for some reason he catches everyone even though like he walks at a very slow pace um yeah and it's framed that way. And also, like, in the... There's a couple scenes where he is down for the count. Or he's he's pretty down. And then for some reason, the person just forgets about him. And it's like, what the... F- like, just kill him now. Like, it's right there. He's down. Like, there's no reason... There's no conceivable reason why someone would think he's dead. Especially at this point, where everyone's acknowledged that he is extremely hard to kill, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I, uh... It's like I feel like a lot of the tension's gone because none of the characters seem smart enough to kill him properly or whatever. But also, he is a seemingly a mortal being now that cannot be killed. So it's like, what is the point? What am I watching if he can't be stopped? Um, right. Yeah. Like, is Jamie Lee Curtis gonna go to the 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 Conjuring universe or something and get get like a exorcism done or something on Michael Myers? Like. I don't know. What else can she do? <clears throat> exactly. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Maybe set him on fire and, like, evaporate him? I don't know. No, but, but she did set him on fire. It's literally how the movie starts. <laughs> That's true, yeah. And he was fine, so... um, Yeah, anyways. Oh, compliment sandwich. Okay, so... I have nothing else bad to say about this, I guess. Do you have anything good? Heck you have yeah. one more good he- thing? Heck, heck of a compliment. I have nothing yeah. else bad to yeah. say now that I've said my piece. It was funny. No, that, I don't that's know. my compliment. It's it's a very funny movie if you don't take it seriously. 
I think it's a really backhanded compliment. I mean, I say the same thing, but like, I don't think this movie is intended to be funny, but this is the second funniest movie I've seen all year behind old. Like, (laughs) I, I just think overall, if I had to like sum up this movie in one, in one like word and it can't be funny, I would say this movie was really disappointing, which is two words, but still like, I guess I had one question, which was, were you excited for this movie? Were 100%. you excited for this movie? Yeah, I was. I was really excited for it too. Are you going to go see Are you excited for Halloween Ends, the third one? No, not at all. I'm honestly like, I feel like I, I feel like I'm committed and I have to see it now. But like, honestly, I don't even know if I'm going to see Halloween Ends. I probably yeah. will. I see a lot of movies, but like, I don't, whatever they could do after this movie is not, I cannot imagine what they could do after this movie to make this series interesting again. Yeah. I can very much wait for the DVD or the Mm -hmm. streaming release for the next one. Um, Because yeah, this, this was not definitely not a movie theater quality movie. Uh, Uh Yeah. So yeah, I do not recommend. And I would probably give this like, like, like critic, like actually, like, yeah. If I went to theaters and I watched this, I would definitely give it like, like a two, maybe. It's a really. I bad was gonna movie. say, I'm, considering the effects and some of the lighting choices, and I guess one or two of the performances, I will go and give this one a not weak, like a solid two. Yeah. If you were like, there is quality here, but it's drowned out by so much story bullshit that like it's not worth it. Yeah, if you were watching this with like a group, a big group of people, and no one's really cares about the movie slash paying attention, this is this would actually be maybe a fun movie to watch theoretically. Mm -hmm. So that'd be a higher rating, but that's because it's yeah. Anyways, not good. Yeah, I. I'm really sad talking about this movie because like I feel like it could have been so good and like it it just wasn't. I mean, by the time it went to shooting based on this script and this story, it would not have been good, but coming out of that first one, it could have been right. hundred percent. Yeah. There's a lot of potential that they basically wasted. Oh, well, Oh, well, Next up, we're going to talk about Dune. November is all big movies. Like, we've got Eternals. we got Tick, mm-hmm. Tick, Boom. Mm-hmm. We've got... Wait, tick, Tick, Boom? What? What is that? A bunch of others. And Andrew Garfield musical. Oh. That's a big movie. Oh, I don't know if we'll talk about it, but, like, I'm excited for it. Yeah. It's, okay. a, it's, it's a Netflix I'm one, so we may talk about it. We may not. We'll see. I feel like it might come up. It's an awards player, potentially. What's our, uh, what's our last word, Pierre? Uh, evil dies tonight 